Hello, and welcome to episode 130 of the Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcast, the award-winning Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcast, brought to you today by the ghost of Christmas past, Peter Mayo. Hey, everybody. It's and the, the ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> Hope everyone's enjoying the podcast. And the ghost of Christmas <laughs> present, Phil Fariska. Hello, everybody. <laughs> and the ghost of Christmas yet to come, Melissa Kavanaugh. Not only is she here in spirit, but she's also here in disembodied body today. Howdy-ho. <laughs> and that would make me Ebenezer Scrooge, I would guess. Humbug to a lot of you. See, I had that whole intro set up because we were meant to record this episode before Christmas and release it before Christmas, but then schedules got wonky and we couldn't couldn't make it happen. But I thought it was too comedy gold to, to let it go. So. Oh, that was comedy gold, all right. <coughs> if yeah. that's what you think, just, just roll with it. Yeah, hey, I, I get to produce this show. I get to decide what's funny. The listeners have no choice but to listen to us wittering on. Speaking of wittering on, we're going to be wittering about gift cards today. So, So there, have that. Did you guys, did you know the fa- this following fact? This is a factoid, if you will. For the last 13 years straight, the number one most requested gift has been gift cards. How about them, Apples? That <laughs> That's the easiest thing me. ever. Yeah. Say, hey, just give me I a gift card. I think it's the most appreciated one, too, because this year, I think they said it was how many billion dollars worth of returns were done from Amazon, Kohl's, and all the other places that, you know, people buy stuff for others that aren't helpful yeah you're buying me an errand yeah you know i prefer not to have to to stand in line yeah yeah is is the number one gift card the amazon gift card probably this one no probably the visa one you know the you can spend anywhere one so yeah there's always a fee for that though that's annoying it is well i do like so we did our Kohl's returns, and then we also brought our Amazon stuff with it as well. Oh, that is yeah. Oh, that's right, because Kohl's lets you take Amazon returns now. It's cool. really convenient to go drop everything off, and you don't have to wrap it up or anything. It's just here it is, you know, return it. And they give you a you, you give them like a barcode or something you printed? You do the return on your phone or yeah, yeah. on the uh, website, and then you just have them scan a barcode on your phone. Yep. They print out the label, they stick it in a bag, and you're done. That's so convenient. It's really good. So, and then they also give you an extra 25% off your entire order at Kohl's for using really? Amazon return service. Wow. Yeah. So that would almost, depending on what you wanted to buy from Kohl's, it would be almost beneficial to go buy something from Amazon just to take to them to get 25% off. It's true. You could do that. Wow. Game in the system. I love wow. it. Wow. Hmm. Hmm. So, talking about gaming the system... Not really, but sort of. Uh, you can game the system for the upcoming HSMAI <laughs> marketing conference by plugging in the um, code, the promo code FUEL2020. So F-U-E-L-2020. So if you go to hsmai.org and click on the link to go to the conference there, this they don't have early bird registration anymore, but you can still get a $50 discount with the FUEL2020 promo code. And we've mentioned this on the show before, but the HSMI Digital Conference is not actually it's not called the Digital Conference anymore. It's called the Marketing Strategy Conference because everything's digital. Uh, that is such a good conference to go to. We'll be there. We have a booth there. You can come meet us, get a free handshake and whatnot. But there's also a lot of great content, so you should totally be be there. It's it's in Jan it's in January, so it's coming up in a couple of weeks. So you better get your um, tickets booked, your hotel booked, and your flights booked. But yeah. Hotel strategy 
conference from HSMI is coming up. Fuel it's like an official podcast now that we have a promo code to promote. Oh, yeah. We're, we're legit. We're also on, in the process of setting up an online store with Fuel logoed swag. So yes. we might, I'm excited about that. So we, 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 you know, listeners can get it. But I think we're also, not only are we going to do logo stuff for the employees, we're also going to put some slogany things on there from the podcast. So if you want like a shirt that says... I don't know what what's one of your favorite quotes. You can't put traffic in the bank. Yeah, you can't put traffic in the bank. ABT. There you go. Always be testing would be a good one. So That'll be on my tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So or or Pete murders bees. Whatever you want to put on there from the podcast, you, you can do it. So that's super exciting. Yeah. So we don't have any news or ruse this week. Normally we would. So Pete, you're off the hook. You don't have to sing a jingle. Uh, awesome. But, but instead, let didn't we have a, a some feedback from a listener about the jingle? We do. We have listener feedback, which is the main reason we're not doing news ruse. Uh, <laughs> that's not actually true. But yeah, this comes from one of our great clients, Todd. And he said, and this is, he gets, told me this today, but it goes back to when we first started doing the news ruse jingle. And he goes, as soon as I heard your new news jingle, I slammed on the gas to try to hit the tractor trailer in front of me. Unfortunately, my Tesla prevented me from ending it all. So, not everybody enjoys the jingle, but the jingle's an important bumper music to move us through the podcast. That's right. I wonder how many wrecks you have caused with your, your vocals. Pete. Well, hopefully everyone's driving Teslas like Todd and Zero. <laughs> Write us in. Let us know if you agree or disagree yeah, with Todd. If, if, if this podcast has caused you to crash your car, then please let us know. Info at fueltravel.com. So along those lines, I will say this. I was driving to Charlotte to see my parents, and I was listening to the podcast, and I was so engrossed I missed an exit. You were listening to our podcast? Yes, I was listening to our podcast, and... I, I was fiddling with some knobs, to be fair, and I missed I missed a turn. I missed a turn. <laughs> it happens. We are a good distraction. I, I often will listen to us while I'm running, and it, it makes the miles go by. That's great. I had someone reach out to me on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and asked where he could find our whole list of podcasts. It's yeah. fueltravel.com slash podcast. That's right. The archive is, is fully there. And you can, if you go to the, our site, any page on the site, so you can go to that podcast page or just fueltravel.com, there's a search at the top right as well. And if you search for whatever topic you're interested in, say OTA, it'll list not only all the podcast episodes that contain that, but also any blog articles and things like that that we've written. And we We're also not- have that awesome drop down where you can just select the number, the episode number of the podcast. Yeah, so if you're listening to one from the archive and we say, hey, go to this and click on episode whatever, there's a drop down that lets you jump straight to that. Because I think just for speed, that page only shows the most recent five or ten because we didn't want to slow down that page. And um, usually, you know, most episodes, although they continue to get downloads after the first few weeks, majority of downloads happen in the first few weeks. Yeah, that was that was Matthew that reached out on LinkedIn. So thank you, Matthew. Thank you for being a listener. And yes, you can find everything on our site. Awesome. So speaking of numbers of downloads, one of the things I noticed is I was looking at the stats and we get a, a massive influx of new episode downloads right at the beginning of the year which i think is probably people you know looking for a fresh start putting new year's resolutions in place and things like that and one of people them. driving home for uh driving home yeah, from wherever they from were the holidays, the but it's always every you know right around january 1st we see this massive spike so if you're a new listener to the show we really appreciate you tuning in go back and listen to the back catalog i'd skip the first 30 or 40 because sound quality wasn't as good and 
we weren't quite as smart then or well polished because as you can tell from this episode so far we're certainly <laughs> if we nothing so else well we are certainly polished um but yeah thank you for tuning in if, if you've been listening for a while and you haven't yet um left a review then shame on you you should do that because that's that's all we ask we don't ask for much we don't ask for your business too often we don't ask for your money but go leave us a review because that makes us all warm and fuzzy inside so hopefully this will be the episode that tips them over the edge because we're going to be talking about gift cards and the gift of giving. And so so we just jump right in. We got some stats of the week for this one, don't we, Pete? We do have one or two stats of the week. You ready for them? Yep. <laughs> Hopefully Todd didn't just wreck his car. That never gets old. We're so polished. Yeah. All right. What are, what are some of the stats we have? 91% of people, 91, 91% of people have purchased a gift card for either themselves or others. Yeah. So I think people are familiar with this concept of gift cardage. Don't you I think? love them. Yeah, me too. In England, we used to give, or people used to give me when I was a kid, they used to give us book tokens is what they were called from certain places. And I don't know if you could, own, I don't know why they were called book tokens. I don't know if you could only buy books with them or not, but it, it was it was always really specific to one specific random store that wasn't near to your house. It was very frustrating, but hmm. people used to give book tokens for all the English listeners out there. You want to know another interesting gift card stat? Yeah, I'd love to. So 42% of customers or consumers report purchasing gift cards for themselves in order to earn airline miles, fuel points, whatever it might be. Yeah, so a lot of the gift cards today will offer some kind of incentive, you know, to, to you can game the system by getting gift cards. We'll I'm, do that at times. I'm like guilty If we to make a, a big purchase at, let's say, Lowe's or something, I'll go to Kroger when they had their four times fuel points. Get the gift get cards. Get a couple hundred dollar gift card and then go use it at Lowe's. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. And we'll circle back to that. Put a pin in that one because we'll talk about incentives for gift cards in a little while. All right, what's next? Next one is 67% of millennials are interested in receiving a digital gift card. Oh, so we're... Is it we're only out. 67%? That number seems low to yeah, me. Yeah, the other, the other 33 didn't answer, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I think the point of this stat is the majority of people, especially younger people, don't really need the physical card. And, and we'll talk about that a little bit as we're talking about how to implement a gift card strategy because you know what you'll see is you don't have to go all in and, and do the physical stuff straight away you can prove the concept with digital e-cards or whatever or, or coupons uh, up front you don't have to go, jump in so that's what that stats there for this is my favorite though in 2019 337 billion with a b dollars spent in gift cards 2019, yeah. Yeah. 337 that's, that's, billion. That's worldwide. So, I mean, it's a big, big, big industry. And then that's projected to go to 500 to 750 billion by 2026. Yeah. And about half of that is U.S. So U.S. is obviously a leading consumer in, you know, that. so gift cards are, are massive. But the important thing is if you look at that growth projected over the next five or so years, it's massive. So this is something that if, if you're not doing today – or even if you are doing today, there's a lot of opportunity moving forward into the future to really maximize this. It's People are spending a lot of money on gift cards. Billions of dollars, one would say. Well, Literally. Melissa just said. The ghost of Christmas yet to come just said. That means you're the scary one, by the way. The yet to come. That okay always that. freaked me out. It was like the phantom. I don't know. All right. 
So those are the stats. We have more. Oh, keep going. But what does it mean for my business? 82% of businesses who offer gift cards see an increase in sales and revenue. That's pretty impressive. I'd I mean, say so. That, that, I'm compelled. I want to offer fuel <laughs> gift cards now if I'm going to see an increase in revenue. And you know what stat is missing? What's that? It's the non-redeemed gift card number. Yep. I would like to know what Breakage. the... Breakage, yeah. What that is. So, I mean, that's money in the bank that literally free money for the company yeah so it's tough so i do want to say out there that this this isn't you know we're not a legal entity we're not giving you any legal advice that that every state in this this federal law governing gift cards that's pretty loose but then every state seems to have its own legislation and, and it varies in terms of restrictions so for example the federal law says that um, gift cards not redeemed within a year you can start to impose some kind of fee on top of them to, to basically reduce the the liability of having those gift cards out there so you could say every day that it's not redeemed charge them two dollars and you know if it was a hundred dollar gift card after 50 days it's basically worthless right so this this recently happened to my wife she she had a gift card for uh, Lowe's Foods and they had done that here and she was oh that's lame she was it was only a ten dollar gift card someone one of her students had given her but she hadn't used it in I, I don't know how long 18 months or something she found in the drawer and she went she, yeah well, she just has this <coughs> folder full of gift cards that she doesn't use but she you know when you're a teacher you get given a lot of gift cards a lot of them to starbucks she's got she racks up yeah. starbucks she never spends any money at starbucks because she gets so many but anyway that she was really pissed about this because she didn't realize that's what happened but if she had been in California, that would not have been allowed. California mm. does not allow you to do that. So your state by state, it's going to vary. Um, but I always kind of err on the side of, you know, you're not in this game to try to game the system and try to cheat the guest or whoever purchased gift card out of it. So don't go into it with this breakage being the reason you're doing it. Sure. You know, you're trying to provide value to the guest to expand your reach to new potential guests and to create what, what I would consider a tether between you and each individual guest to give them more of an incentive to come and stay with you either first time or next time. So breakage is, is important, um, but certainly talk, talk to your attorney based on your state, talk to your um, finance department, to, to you know the accounting team about how you want to account for this money because there's certainly um, different ways that you can tackle that as a liability on your balance sheet you know do you want to spend the money until it's consumed or it can certainly help with cash flow but how you recognize that money is is down to you individually as a company to make that decision so and and we're not offering advice on that because i don't want to get sued so <laughs> so hopefully by now we've kind of established um that, that gift cards are important right but why should a hotel what, what's in it for them? What are some of the benefits of having a gift card or, or coupon or e-gift card program? I mean, I think first of all is the fact that it does drive direct bookings. If you give somebody a gift card that's redeemable at your property, that person, assuming they redeem the gift card, is going to be doing so as a direct booking. And they can't spend your gift card on booking.com. Right. Exactly. And not only is that a good thing for the guests because they're getting the best deal. But now you're also forming a re new relationship with the guests that received the gift card. So you're using basically your your fans and your uh, existing guests to build that guest history, which is fantastic. Yeah, and a lot of other brands, so you bring up Booking.com, a lot of folks like Expedia and Hotels.com and Airbnb 
and even other folks in the hospital in the you know, hospitality industry and travel industry like Southwest Airlines, a lot of people have their own uh, program already, and especially the big brands, the Hiltons and the Marriotts already have gift card programs. So and you're according already, to your notes, notes here, Beast Weaster. <laughs> Instead of Best Western, <laughs> yep. it says Beast Weaster. <laughs> nice. <laughs> just made know. me laugh so I don't know how to respond to that maybe Best Western should rename themselves Beast, Beast Weston I would totally stay there that would be awesome maybe we could create a, a competing franchise I'm in Fuel's new hotel <laughs> endeavor Beast Weaster <laughs> alright what's number two? Two, two, two as we sort of already mentioned it can improve cash flow as well and you know you, you can put money in the bank so there's that yeah, so think about that. If you're selling a gift card six months before it's going to get the the trip is going to happen, so you sell it at a time when you know people maybe aren't booking traditionally, like say around Christmas, that's a good time for people to buy gift cards. So you're you're getting cash in the bank earlier than you would if you're waiting until until they actually booked or until they consumed. Next, it allows you to capture more customer data. And I feel like this could be multifaceted, right? Yeah, because you're, you're collecting data on both the, the giver and the receiver of the gift card, right? So, And you can collect whatever you want. It, it's not just name and address, but it's definitely email address. You can collect phone mm-hmm. numbers. You, you, I mean, you could ask, what's it, what's it for? You know, what is the gift for? Is it for a holiday, specific holiday or birthday or whatever? So you can certainly collect data, but importantly, it's on both individuals. Or it, if someone buys themselves a gift card to use at your property for a future stay because you're incentivizing it. So, yeah. yeah. We'll, now we'll I'd say one that. thing that's really important to remember here is that if Phil is buying a gift card for Stuart, Phil has given you permission to use his information. Stuart doesn't know about this in this example. So the, the receiver of the gift cards email address does not go in your email database. Their information is sequestered up until the point where they are now your customer. Yeah, I you do not have permission to send that person literally anything other than maybe a notification if your email platform is sophisticated enough to send that gift card. I out. mean, you could be really Machiavellian about this and say, "Hey, hey, Stuart, Phil just bought you a gift. Do you want to know what it is? Click here." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound sketchy at all. I'm just kidding. No, you're exactly right. You know, GDPR and in CCPA, all these regulations very specific about the 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 intent of the consumer has to be explicit they they have to say i want to receive messages from you and and until they've made a booking or indicated some other way that they want to receive messages uh you don't want to you you do want to keep that data separate i would say collect it in a way that makes sense and is legally sound but definitely don't start triggering messages to them but the person that bought it you know, I think the person that bought it basically just gave you information for another person because they know someone will redeem a hotel sure. gift card in the future. Sure. But that person that made the purchase, especially if you give them a value add, like they buy $50 worth of gift cards and you give them 10 to spend on themselves. Now you've got a tether to them to have a conversation right. and say, hey, when do you want to spend that $10? Or here's an incentive to spend that $10 by this date or Whatever. You can start doing creative triggered messaging at that point. And don't forget, it doesn't have to be a gift card for a room. It can be for the spot. It can be for a restaurant. It could be for any number of services on property. Yeah, and that's a decision you're going to have to make individually is, is you know, is this a, you know, 
Beast Weaster global gift card that can be spent on property at any outlet or is it specific to you know just golfing or just the spa or whatever so those you can play around with we're not giving you the what the answer to how you should implement it but those are definitely questions you need to think about as you're developing your strategy speaking of which this gives you yet one more thing to help differentiate yourself from your competition because maybe your competition doesn't want to be bothered with this yeah and anything you can do to stand out i think in in this competitive market in your competition being the guy next door but also the otas you know this is something that you can offer and if you use it right and offer incentives to buy these gift cards that's just another button you can push or a lever you can pull to, to convince someone to book direct the way that i read difference differentiates you from the competition is say you buy me a gift card for a hotel well mm -hmm. now i have no real reason to go stay with a competitor mm -hmm. and now i'm aware of your property and maybe likely to stay there again in the future so um it, it kind of differentiates you in that sense as well yeah i, I think that kind of leads into you know, the other thing you can do as well is it really does help you compete against the flag properties that have a much much larger budget than you you could not compete against but if i put a gift card to your property in one of my friend's hands, they are not going to be influenced by Beast Western's entire <laughs> marketing budget, right? I love <laughs> this so much. <laughs> they are going to only go directly to me, which means now I'm using my most valuable asset, which is my guest history, to circumvent all of you know the flag's budgets, which is phenomenal. Yeah. And the other thing, and we'll touch on this in, in, in a little bit, but the... The gift card doesn't necessarily have to be something someone purchased. It could be something you give away as an incentive, right? So it could be everyone that stayed with you once that booked through an OTA, you give them a free $20 or $50 or whatever gift card to their next stay because now you have that differentiator. Now you have that tether between you and them, and they're a lot more likely to come stay. So just by having this gift card or promotional or coupon or whatever you want to call it, program it gives you another tool in the box to be able to you know incentivize people to persuade them to book with so you're saying go hard on this in november so people use them as stocking stuffers in december there you go we'll get we'll get into the timing in in a little bit in some of the secret pro tips dun, Jump, dun, dun. yeah you're i'm jumping ahead you're sorry jumping i didn't ahead. read the notes hey, i'm just talking you're being me once. <laughs> usually you're telling me i'm jumping ahead all right what's next so the next thing that's going to do is that's going to help you build your loyalty, obviously. If you're giving gift cards away, if people are purchasing gift cards for themselves, like we said, 46% of people purchase gift cards for themselves, but you're also creating your programs where they make it bonus gift cards, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But you know, if you have the loyalty to make someone buy a gift card for somebody else, that is a very valuable guess that's going to come back and stay at your property as well. And one thing to kind of add to that also is it gives you another tool to reach out to your guests when they're not considering a vacation, but now you become relevant in their purchasing habits. So if you only travel once a year, I only can technically right now talk to you once a year about anything relevant to you. But if I can hit you a second time to sell a gift card to you or to your friends, I've now doubled my opportunity to be relevant in your life. Mm-hmm. I want you to be relevant in my life, Pete. I'll be relevant in your life twice. Thanks. <laughs> each year. <laughs> twice each year. Nice. 
All right, so the next one is it helps build advocacy within your existing guests, right? The people that you already have a relationship with. This isn't, again, it's another tool or another arrow in your quiver, per se, that you can use to offer incentives for them to build that loyalty to help them then gain some kind of value in, in the form of telling other people about your property. So, you know, we talk all the time on the show about Flip2 and, and their advocacy program. And one of the things they do and they gamify, if someone leaves a story and, and says, I had this day, it was great, here's the photo, that's how the, the program works. They can then have contests at the property level to, to encourage people to vote for those specific stories, right, to see which is the, the favorite. When they do that, they gamify it by offering an incentive both to the person that published the story, but also anyone that votes for the story. And usually that's in the form of, hey, when you come, you can get a free scoop of ice cream at the shop or a free slice of pizza or whatever. But what if, what if it was you know, a gift card of monetary value and everyone that voted gets a $5 or a $10 gift card towards on-property stuff? Or what if it's you know, for every vote that that person gets, they get some kind of monetary value towards on-property stuff or towards a future stay. Those are the kind of things that you can use, again, to persuade people to behave in a way that is advantageous to you, but at the same time also benefits them. So it's not just you taking, taking, taking. You're actually building a symbiotic relationship between your guests and that's where it really takes off from well, an advocacy and yeah, loyalty perspective. It feels, yeah, definitely feels like that word of mouth, right? So if I if I'm going to a new destination, or say Pete gave me a gift card to say, hey, if you ever go here, you need to check this place out. That that right there is like, oh well, I'm definitely going to go check that place out. But anyway, so that that really, I mean, putting this all together under one bow, what we're basically saying is gift cards create a stronger tie an emotional connection between you and both the buyer and the receiver of the gift cards it's just it's another way to create a relationship that if you're not offering this kind of program maybe is missing you know and so i think as long as it's executed well there's not really a downside to this you know people will buy in and not use gift cards for sure but it doesn't really erode the relationship so everything we've talked about thus far is about enhancing the relationship enhancing the experience making them feel closer to you making the relationship stronger making that tether tighter so there's really a lot of benefits to this if it's done correctly so hopefully we convince people that they should at least consider evaluating some kind of gift card program. So let's say we've just convinced everybody that they should do it. Hey, Pete, we just convinced everyone they should do it. Now what do they do? Well, How I, do you start? We need a plan, guys. Well, I'm always of the mind that you should crawl before you walk and walk before you run. I think that's... What know. do you do before I you crawl? I, I thought you, roll you were over. always about Slither. RV testing. Yeah, yeah. Well, which know. is it? Yeah. Which is it, Ghost? All the things. All the things. That's another thing she's adding to her tombstone, guys. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to have the world's largest tombstone. You, you're already a ghost. You should already have a tombstone. Yeah, she was a spirit. Was my ghost. She was here in spirit. Yeah, but now she's the ghost of uh, now, true, yeah. Oh, Christmas so I was the ghost. Now I'm a ghost in the future. I'm very confused about my current state. Yep. All right. So um, crawl, walk, run. Start with something simple like e-certificates just something that is easily executed that you can just knock out do well keep it simple stupid i think that's a good point because if you start getting down the road of a plastic formal gift card it starts getting more and more complex and if you could just have a little printable gift gift 
voucher or certificate that says so-and-so is getting this amount. That's really all that you need to start with and see how it works. Yeah. So if you go that route, which I agree is the right way route to go, then one of the first questions we often get asked when we're helping someone through navigate this is what about fraud? You know, are people going to try to game the system? If it's a paper thing, then how do I ensure that it's, you know, people aren't gaming? Now, there are people out there that are going to always take advantage of, of systems. But in our experience, it hasn't happened that much to where it's a major problem for the properties that, that are using these. However, you should have some kind of mechanism in place, at least rudimentary mechanism. A lot of folks we do, we work with that have this e-certificate kind of concept. They'll print the name and address on the certificate and then have to verify that with a photo ID when they redeem it. And then some of them will also have like a list of all the ones that are outstanding and they'll cross them off the list or go into some system and check them off a list when they're redeemed. So you want to have some kind of check and balance for sure, but don't go crazy with that. Don't, don't try to make the perfect, most complex system that's no one's ever going to game. It's not worth the, the effort that you put in because really the risk isn't that high if you just have some rudimentary things in place. And, and consider when you start simply, if you just do these printed certificates, you're probably not going to make these redeemable online. right? They, they can get redeemed either over the phone, via the call center, or they can get redeemed on property at check-in in the form of a rebate or discount off of the stay. So there's usually someone that's able, a human being that's able to verify. Because the reality is most booking engines aren't equipped to handle, in, to handle this, this kind of system, right? So I think it's okay. You know, does that add a little friction to it? Yeah, but I think it's okay because the value is such that people are willing to, to put up with that little bit of friction. Which then moves on to operations and how important it is to train your call center and your on-property staff so they know how to handle these certificates. Yeah, don't make it a a problem for your guests when they bought a gift certificate. Now it's like, okay, now i got to redeem it, but you call the front desk or you call your call center and nobody knows what you're talking about. It's, it creates a negative experience where you really are trying to create a great positive experience. They're not going to want to stay at your property again. They're not going to want to buy a gift card for sure if your staff doesn't know about it and understand specifically how to implement that system. And this is sage advice for everything you roll out from from a promotional perspective, right? There's so many times, and we've heard your people have this great idea and roll it out, and then the person at the front desk or the person on the phone has no clue about that offer or promotion or whatever it is. So always, always, always train your staff. But this is really important because the staff are going to have to be responsible for executing the redemption of this thing you know so both the call center and the front desk start make sure one they understand the value of it and why they're doing it because anytime you add new stuff to their daily routine certain people are going to grumble about that so you've got to sell the value proposition as, as from a business perspective and why are we doing this and how important it is to your long-term success and the benefits is providing to the guest so they buy into the concept but then make sure they understand the mechanics of it as well and that it doesn't create headaches for the guests. We know the people who listen to this podcast don't silo their operations and their marketing, so that's okay. <laughs> but that kind of goes along to the next point. Promote it everywhere. And if you're not siloing, you know, your operations staff will know you're promoting it everywhere and everyone everyone's going to be on the same page. But do promote this wherever you can. Do it through email, through social, on your website, Um 
in the lobby. You know, have your have your staff make guests aware of that these are available. I, I think promoting these everywhere possible is, is is definitely the way to go. And I'll say this: over this past holiday season, we had a client that, and I was honestly a little bit surprised when I got this email or multiple emails that was just promoting gift cards. It was not a deal. It was not come stay at our property. It was promoting gift cards. Yeah. And they, they had a lot of success. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Especially, you know, think about, you mentioned this, like, in the lobby on property. At check-in and check-out, you should be offering them, too. Because think about it. The guest that's there, if there's an incentive to buy a gift card, if it's like, hey, spend $50 and you get 10 free or whatever it is, there's, there's a huge incentive for them to, if they know they're probably going to come back to this destination again and now they're saving some money, getting them to pony up some of that cash now is that tether again that's going to make them very likely to want to book with you again in the future. So, yeah, on property is probably as important as anywhere else. And, yeah, I think lastly, just make sure you follow the rules. You know, we talked a little bit about how in California you cannot deduct the value of a gift card over time after a certain, you know, after a year or a certain amount of time. What other rules and regulations does your locality have in place that you need to take advantage that you need to make sure that you're adhering to because the last thing you want to do is get in trouble yeah and it it does vary like i said from state to state it varies on whether they're a physical card versus an e-certificate it varies on whether it's what's considered a closed loop versus an open loop gift card meaning can they redeem it at multiple places versus one so definitely brush up on on the law the 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 late legalese you know you might want to get an an attorney or someone to review it with you, but it's it's not that complicated from what I've, I've read through a handful of the state's legislation. It's not overly burdensome. I would say the most important silo to make sure you break down in this instance is your accounting silo because they're going to want to know that you have gift cards sold because you may think, oh, you're doing a great thing, but the accountant's going to need to know where to apply those funds because it's not revenue yet. So the accountants need to know where they're putting all that money. Yeah. So there you go. So that's, you know, you should definitely consider having a program. This is what you need to think through as you're developing a strategy. Certainly Fuel can help you if you need help with that. But I wanted to jump into some things that we've learned, some pro tips, if you will, of the the, the programs that we've helped clients develop and manage. So let's jump into, I forget, did I do four or five? I don't remember. You did five. Five, 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 five. Pro tips on things as you're developing your strategy, things that we've learned really help out. So number one, 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 one. All right. So I think this is probably one of the most important ones, and that is to offer an incentive to the purchaser to engage in your gift card program. That might be something as simple as buy a $100 gift card and get a bonus $10 gift card for yourself. It could be a discount where you get a $100 gift card but you only have to pay $90. There's a lot of different things you can do, but the whole idea is you're incentivizing your customers to dive in, use the gift card program as much as they can. Yeah, and I've seen different approaches to how the incentives work. What some folks do is they'll say, you can buy $100 and get the $10 card, but they have to be used on different separate transactions. One is for the purchaser, one is for the recipient. So you can do that, like we talked earlier, having people's name and address put on the, the e-certificates or the gift cards. That's one way to do it. But it's really up to you. Like some people would say that they don't want to put that restriction on. Some people say, well, that you know, it's fair and no one's going to grumble too much because they're getting the bonus. 
and it doesn't always have to be that the the benefit or the 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 incentive is is monetary it could be that the incentive is something on property as well you could give them a free scoop of ice cream if they buy a gift card so there's there's a lot of ways you can skin well, that cat could, you could also do it in the sense of you know what else do you have on property do you have a spa do you have a golf course do you have you know you can you can use that gift card towards this that or the other well then you know why that person came to stay with you or things that they enjoy and you might yeah. learn a little bit more about your guest yeah and then some people will say well if if i sell a hundred dollar gift card and offer a ten dollar extra gift card then people may try to gain the system and everyone will just buy gift cards to to buy their future stays so what would you say to those people i mean i think yeah good for them it's yeah, you, you have to look at the gift card process very dispassionately. Your goal is direct book, bookings of guests at your property. Your job is not the true only profitability of your gift card system. If somebody thinks that they're gaming the system by buying $110 in gift cards for 100 bucks and staying at your property, well, that means you just paid 10% for that direct booking, which is better than you'd get through an OTA or really any other avenue. So... Let them game it. Let them think that they are really getting it one over on the hotel and they stay two times a year and every time they're buying gift cards, bring it on. I think it's a great thing. Yeah, they're going to be happier with the relationship. They'll feel like they gamed the system. You're paying less than you would pay to an OTA. Plus, you're getting the cash flow. You're getting the money up front. So I think all day long do it. Well, well, look look at it from that. You bring up a good point. If you told somebody that they have to pay for their entire stay in advance, they would grumble all day long. But you tell them they buy a hundred a $100 gift card and they got $110 in value and they pay for their stay in advance. That's, <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah. And assuming they do stay, right? And there might, back to Melissa's point, be some breakage on that. Yeah. But you're creating a tether again that people are more likely to come and stay with you direct. Yeah. I mean, some of our clients will offer a package, which is a prepaid package, right? Pay up front now right. and receive at least a 10% discount. And they love it. You know, consumers like certain mm-hmm. consumers like it, non-refundable, non-cancelable, and obviously the properties like it, and they're willing to give away that 5, 10, 20% because there's a value to that. So, yeah, let them game the system. Yep. Number, Number two. Send personalized promotional gift cards for birthdays and special occasions, just like any retailer does online. Just do it. Yeah, so if you, have no this, if you have this program set up, it, again, like we talked about earlier, it doesn't have to be just purchasable. It, it can be incentives for other stuff. So, if Melissa, if you were to receive an email close to your birthday or on your birthday saying, hey, $20 of cash value towards a future stay at a Kimpton, you'd be, although you're more likely to stay at a Kimpton anyway because you love them so much. That's just increased your chances of making a booking Absolutely. in the in the near future, right? And especially with those ones when they're not purchased, you you aren't restricted in terms of expiration and things like that. So you could say, hey, if you book within the next three weeks, you know, you get this discount. So you you can put limitations on that, and it goes beyond just you know holidays. It can be everyone that, like we said earlier, that booked through an OTA in the post stay email, you give them an incentive towards booking next time. Everyone that stayed with you, give them an incentive to book now towards their future stay with a, some kind of e-certificate or something like that. This is a really good le- marketing lever to incentivize behavior by giving away a little bit to gain a lot without having to just discount rates. It's providing value and providing that and creating that tether. And we've talked about. about this in the past when we talked about email, but the anniversary of your stay email where you hit them about a month before they came. Mm-hmm. 
why not attach one of these to that email and e-certificate mm-hmm. saying, hey, 10 bucks. Yeah. Stay with us yeah. again. Yeah. And it, it doesn't have to necessarily be towards the stay. It could be $10 sure. towards sure. the store or the restaurant or the whatever, you know. That they may never use. Yeah. Or, or, you know, if it's the restaurant and you give them a free appetizer or 10% off and a free appetizer or whatever, you've just increased your chance of not only them booking with you, but also them using your restaurant when they're there, which is great. It's win-win for everyone. Were you going to say something there, Pete? I was, was going to say three, 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 three. Yeah, no, I was going to go three, three, three. No, no, I think what I was going to say was each property is going to be a little bit different on how you can use this and how you can incentivize guests with it. Like, it could be your post-stay survey. You also get a $10 gift certificate for your future stays. Think about it and test it out. If you're, if you're going out with a very simple walk-before-you-run type approach, see what works. If you print out 100 gift certificates and you try doing it from a post-day survey or you try to just go out and hand them out on the street, try stuff and see how it works to drive that that booking to your property. Keep in mind the gift card is a means to an end for a direct booking and a stay at your property. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm glad you said that, Pete. You're welcome. You almost didn't. Yeah. I coaxed it out of you. <laughs> All right, number three, 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 three. Use promotional gift cards to get your bookings back from OTAs. We just kind of covered that, but it's yeah. really important. Yeah, I mean, uh, you can do, go crazy with this, right? Really hit up the OTA guests, not making them feel bad that they booked direct or didn't book direct the first time, but certainly giving them all the reasons to book direct next time, including this additional sweetener of the pot, if you will. So, oh, and, and if your rate parity is there, and 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 you know. They're looking, say they are looking on an OTA and they see, oh, well, the rates are, you know, the same or they're a dollar apart, but I have this voucher for whatever. That little bit of value is going to get the direct booking. Which is also why you want to make sure you get your OTA guests email addresses when they're on property. There's other, we've done other podcasts on capturing the OTA guest, but that's so important there is because if you had their email address, you can get them a gift card, a gift certificate. Yeah. If you don't, they're gone. And you can use this as a way to collect more data on them than you maybe. So maybe you just got an email address on property, right? Now you can say, hey, to redeem this gift card towards a future stay, you have to fill out this form. And now you can start building really dun, robust dun, dun. profiles on these people. Which data is very important. I don't know if you're aware of this. What? Yeah. Say so. <laughs> Always be datoring. That's That's my new one. Always be datering. Yeah. Datering. Yeah, I mean, that's just how English people say it. <laughs> we add an R to things just because. Datering. Dataing isn't any better, so I'll go with the R. <laughs> sure. All right. Uh, four, 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 four. Use gift cards as a leverage to encourage guests to use on properties, activities, and establishments, which we've already talked about, whether it's the spa or the restaurant or whatever the case might be. Yeah. So this is one you could really literally do for every guest where you say, to get them into this concept of the the e-certificate or the gift card is everyone that books direct, give them $10 off or give them something towards the on-property stuff that you really want to push. If you have a spa, if you want to see more people using the spa, give everyone that books $5-10 off, 5% off, whatever, or free whatever it is with the purchase of something. But just do it automatically for every guest and you're going to see you can drive people towards specific things on property that you need more 
more. So people. I will talk to yeah. that for just a second on a personal experience that I just had while I was visiting my brother in Cape Cod, and we stayed at a Cape Cod resort with a on-site restaurant and water park and all the fun things for the kids, and we got vouchers for the restaurant. And guess what? You ate in the we restaurant. We went to the damn restaurant. <laughs> Multiple times. How about that? Now, it, in, historically, when you stayed at properties, have you always eaten on property? Or do you it venture d- out? It depends. Varies, right? It depends. But the chance of you eating on property increase exponentially by the Absolutely. fact that you have that coupon. And I will say, this it. particular resort is centrally located around tons and tons of other restaurants. It would have been almost as easy to go anywhere else. But mm-hmm. we had these vouchers. And... The food was good, and we were very happy campers. You daisy chain your gift cards from the hotel to the <laughs> the spa. If you go to the spa, you get a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Yep. All right, number five, 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 five. I brought this up earlier. Take advantage of last-minute shoppers around the holidays. This is my stocking stuffer. Yeah, for sure. We we saw a lot of folks, like you said, Melissa, promoting this around um christmas that just went i couldn't remember the name of the holiday because <laughs> i'm screwed and yeah. bar humbug but you can do this at any time it could be father's day it can be mother's day it can be valentine's day there, there are so many times it can be back to school it, you can create these occasions where hey you you may need to do this if you can find out someone's um birthday and their spouse and who their spouse is and their birthday you can use it then you can do anniversary not just when they booked but also their wedding anniversary if you know that data so there's a lot of opportunities here. And the great thing is, you think about Christmas, right? If you're if you're trying to look for uh, for a gift for your spouse or loved one, there's there's a cutoff point where you're you're screwed. Your options are very limited. You can't be that creative. You have to resort to something you can print out right then or hand to them because it's electronic. You the shipping, Amazon Prime shipping is no no longer a viable option. And that's when people always turn to gift cards, especially e-gift cards. I've bought so many things for like nephews and things where, oh crap, they're coming over today. I don't have them a gift. Let me go buy them a, you know, whatever store gift card because I know they like those clothes, you know, a Southern Tide or whatever it is. So you can turn your hotel experience into that where you're saving someone from getting in trouble with their loved one because they didn't buy them a gift now they're buying them the gift of hey we've got a future stay at this property you get to choose the dates we don't have to decide that now but we've got this stay that's meaningful and people yeah, will like appreciate it someone got married at your property on their yeah. 10th anniversary hit them up yeah exactly. actually ninth because they probably remember the 10th yeah <laughs> but I, I think this is you'll 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 see these spikes right before holidays of gift cards we in a previous life before fuel was hospitality focused we used to work with a lot of online retail clients and oh, oh man can you, ma- you remember the spikes yes. in purchases the day before a special event like yeah. this it was crazy like crazy crazy so this is an opportunity for hotels to drive revenue at, at times when you know if you're a summer destination christmas isn't usually a big time for you to make a lot of sales but guess what? If you have gift cards now, this is a whole different ball game. You can sell a lot right before Christmas because now you're a viable gift option for people. You can cash in the bank, and then you've got these people that are going to come stay with you at some point in the future. So, pro tips from Fuel. I feel like we need a jingle for that, Pete. <laughs> I think you just nailed it. No, yeah, Pete, I, I, Pete's I, the jingle I guy. That. I don't want to tread on your toes, Pete. You're the jingle no, you, guy. No, you have that one. Okay. 
I think you need like the Powerpuff Girls. Choo, 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 choo. <laughs> I don't. I don't watch Powerpuff Girls. No, that, that one's Are lost. Are they still in a thing? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. My, my Pete, girls Pete don't really watch it anymore, recently. but but Pete does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I DVR every one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your pow- favorite Powerpuff Girl? Blossom. <laughs> See, that's what Pete watches when he goes to bed. I like how you shrug. Like everyone should know that. Come on. The fact you can even name one of them is impressive yeah. to me. I don't. That's literally the only one I know too. So I was like, ah, oh, hopefully he doesn't see what my two favorite ones are. I don't know that. <laughs> Who's your least favorite, Pete? Blossom. Blossom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think we, we finished the gift card conversations. You know, we're not saying it's right for everyone. We're not saying you have to jump into it right now. You know, we we just saying you should give it some thought. And I, we, I, I think feel like we provided there. some some good ideas if you are interested. Yeah. And if, if again, if you need help, you can hit us up. Info at FuelTravel.com. We'll be glad to point you in the right direction or give you a helping hand. That's what we do here at Fuel. So, yeah. Happy New Year, everybody. This is an exciting... This is a new decade, although Pete disagrees that it's not a new decade. How it, could it, it not is, be a new decade? Because first year wasn't zero, it was one, oh. right, according to him. So, All right. So this is the 19th year of the last decade. Mm-hmm. But a decade technically can be any 10-year period, so... It's just, this is the what used to be the roaring 20s. We need to come up with a new something 20s, right? This is the fuel. I heard, I heard the screeching 20s. I heard the tumbling 20s. Ooh, I like that. I think everybody's negative on this one. Yeah. <laughs> tumbling 20s? Well, we're not, we're not negative here. We're very optimistic very about the future. In the twinkling 20s. I don't oh. care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, it doesn't have to be an alliteration. You don't have to have a T. You know, you the should. roaring 20s was not so. You should. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll... I don't... Was it called the Roaring Twenties during the Twenties? I, so, I, I don't know. That. Certainly not I was not alive as much as some people think I was. You're not that old. Um, but we're optimistic about the future, and we're going to bring you a lot of good content this year. We're going to try to be as consistent as possible, and we got... I know we've got one coming up on trends and projections for the, for the 2020 year. We've got an episode coming up. We're going to have a guest. We're going to have Alex Husner from uh, Condo World who's going to come on and talk about what hotels can learn from the vacation rental space. She she is an expert on that space. So we're going to talk to some re- revenue management folks and we'll continue to do these kind of episodes where we'll bring you new ideas. And if you have a topic that you want us to cover on a future episode, then we would love to hear from you. The best way to send us your questions, send us your thoughts and your ideas is info at fueltravel.com or you can hit us up on Twitter at fueltravel. Uh, and guys, if they want to reach out to you individually... Um, Pete, where can they do that? Twitter's the best option for me at P DiMeo, P D I M A I O. And Melissa? I think you should just come to the office and come say hi. Yeah. Or, I'm here all the time. Or if you don't want to come physically here, if you want to send us gifts in the form of wine or beer or sweets and so we'll, we'll accept we all that like stuff. That too? Our, our, our address is on our website, so go check that out. Misha always used to ask for cats and wine, so. That's yeah. is true. But yes, but you can find me on Twitter if you so choose. I'm at M A Cavanaugh, M A K A V A N A G H. And Phil, you can find me on Twitter at P Fariska, P F O R I S K A, or as Matt did on LinkedIn, I guess. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people hit us up on LinkedIn. It's, I mean, I guess it's an easy way you can. I don't check that as often. I'll, I'll, well, actually, I probably check it as often as my Twitter. Who am I kidding? <laughs> <laughs> 
we say we can, they can reach you, it doesn't mean you're going to reach back out to yeah, them. You're right. you don't. Info at Fuel Travel, I check that every day. So. <laughs> That's right. That is probably the one if you want an immediate response. And we, we keep getting requests from people wanting to advertise on this show. And we, uh, we're, the, we're not going to go that route. You know, We don't want to be a sellout. We don't want to have paid content because we want to stay authentic and true to our brand. So Unless you're going to HSMAI, then Fuel 2020. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Well, we don't make money on that. That's just that's yeah, a, that's a just, public service that we're offering. You know? We do want people to go to, <laughs> to that. Because we're, we're going to have, have a booth there. We can have a conversation. We're also going to go there and accept our set, a hall of seven Adrian Awards, including a gold Adrian for this fuel award-winning fuel hotel marketing podcast so and apparently we're giving out free handshakes free handshakes we're also i just ordered some fuel bottle opener key rings as well so we're going to have some of those to give away there so some little tchotchkes should be in the shape of microphones oh that would be really cool but no i didn't think that far ahead were they in shape of Uh, bottle openers Uh, little plastic bottle openers so, yeah, I want a microphone one. I'm going to be disappointed. All of our yeah. listeners are going to be disappointed now. I'm going to tell you traditional the bottle same opener. thing my wife tells all her preschoolers. You get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Okay. It doesn't rhyme, but it almost rhymes enough so that kids listen to it. Because yeah. kids listen to rhyming things more than non-rhyming things. See, yeah. my favorite one is God made dirt and dirt don't hurt. Oh, yeah. We use that <laughs> That's one. That's a good one. I still use that with my 13-year-old <laughs> and it still works to this what day. What does that even mean? That means something is like a little bit like falls on the ground. You pick oh. it up. Got yeah. dirt and dirt don't hurt. Until they eat something off some nasty sidewalk, and you're like, no, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Hey Pete, I've had some folks ask me about the uh, the mead that you brewed a while back from the bees because we don't have bee updates because you yeah. murdered them. <clears throat> so but you did keep some honey and you did make some mead, and it was going to take about a year to ferment or something. It did. So and it did its fermenting thing. I had some. I actually made a, two gallons, one of a, just a traditional mead and another gallon of a, was a cucumber mint mead. Okay. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of them, to be honest with you, and hmm. it made me feel very nauseous after drinking a little bit, so I opted to not bring it in and make everyone in the office sick. Hmm. Can I just subjecting us yeah. to your meat? Can I just point out you meant nauseated, not nauseous, but can't keep okay. going. Either yeah. way, I didn't like yeah. the way I felt after drinking <laughs> just a teeny bit of it. So I think there's. Why just do some, you think that is? I don't know if we had some uh, con- bacteria in there contaminated or methyls or whatever it is because it was about an eighteen to nineteen percent mead. It was very. Did you feel? Okay. Did you feel nauseated after you drank five bottles of it? Is that what happened? No, it was. I, alcohol I felt, wasn't a hangover scenario. I felt nauseated after drinking maybe two or three ounces of it. it just kind of just oh, wow. did not sit well. So. Why don't we just? Uh, well, this could be a future episode, right? Because we've done the beer tasting. We did Phil's a couple weeks ago. I your beer tasting. I have, I have another one coming up. I have a squished berry IPA. Ooh, nice. You're you're jumping ahead of me, so I, I like it. Well, you're gonna push me to. I felt like I felt like you attacked me and said I copied you. So now I need to. No, you need to vary it. All right, <laughs> we'll see. I've got I've got a peach wheat that I, I'm meant to be brewing. I just haven't had time, so maybe I'll have to, that'll get me going. But um, Pete, what I think the game should be is you should bring in your mead, and we should all keep drinking it until one of us pukes on the show. I, I'm all in for it. And that person's the winner. <laughs> the puker's the winner. No, you know who the real winner would be? The audience. I don't even know if they would be, appreciate this. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Well, thank you for listening. If you want the notes to today's show, you can do so by visiting fueltravel.com slash podcast and click on episode 130. 
And until next time, you have been listening to the Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcast. Beast Weaster.